0: Coming up tonight, we begin by talking about specialized eyewear, pre-recorded apologies, and escaping by fireman's axe. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the new Raspberry Pi 4, Facebook's new currency push, and why your Kickstarter should be filled with more hopes and dreams instead of facts and promises. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 245, recorded June 24th, 2019. World's greatest podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of a steamy Don't Panic. I am Sean Jennings, joined by a couple of guys um, who can't believe summer has officially begun. It's Colby Rabindu and Dan Miller. Maybe they can. It's it's warm here. I'm sure it's warm there as well.
1: Yeah. Um, up. It is steamy. No, this is like the first hot two days And we've had ever. I don't know. And the first Don't Panic done with everyone wearing
2: glasses. We get the lion shirts and that's glasses. It's glasses, week. It's glasses, glasses time. Glasses day.
0: Now yeah. we we should talk about this because I think it's important. Colby, those are actual glasses, correct? <laughs>
3: yeah, it's because I
0: can't see that well anymore. Okay, real yeah. medical,
2: <laughs> right? Legit glasses. Dan, what are you wearing? I'm wearing. Uh, I believe that these are technically gamer glasses,
1: and what are they called? Are they called uh GG? No, that would be good. That would be good. No, it's the
2: Gunners. That's right. Oh, the Gunners, gunners, yeah. I I was given these many, many years ago. And they do, I use them now, uh, not so much for gaming, because I'm not sure that it really matters. But it does have the yellow tinge, so I most often use it to play Smash. But then after that, to play or to watch TV at night. If I'm watching TV past 9 p.m., put these bad boys on. Sadly, there's no uh, night shift or whatever Apple calls it on the mm-hmm. Apple TV. Yep. That's silly. I know. Maybe th- I hadn't looked if there's an app for it, but I can't imagine
1: that there is an app for it. Um, I feel like they wouldn't give you permissions to do that. Cool. Oh, yep. Yeah. Cool Glasses.
0: I... Uh... I took oh, the. Did you let the dogs out, or are those the Red Sox? <laughs> well, they are the uh, the dogs of Boston, right? That's what they call them.
1: I think so. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't let the dogs out. There are apparently dogs running amok in the streets.
0: Wow, the city's really gone downhill.
1: Yeah, tell me about it's it. Dangerous.
0: <laughs> no, I uh, I picked up these, uh, and these are sleep glasses and they're exactly they're specifically designed dan for the thing you described which is you wear them as soon as you get home from work all the way up until you go to bed and it's supposed to they claim it's been proven to double your melatonin output in your brain that's a lot of melatonin i, you know, I don't know if the universe could handle that much melatonin for i mean me. i'm sleep podcasting right now i'm actually asleep <laughs> that's how that's how great these glasses work now wow. what are, what's the brand what are they called uh, these are Felix Gray is is the company that does these. I bought a pair of night glasses and I bought a pair of uh, clear blue light glasses for the office with the same frames. Now,
1: so those ones do the same thing, but they don't make you fall asleep.
0: I don't know what the different wavelengths are, but they've somehow conned me into buying two glasses that do the same thing. It's just that <laughs> one is these are like brownish and are supposed to do like different types of light. And the ones I have for work are essentially clear. But those are for like monitor and fluorescent lights because I get terrible, I get headaches at work. Um, It's the lighting is awful.
2: So my understanding of the yellow is that it like these glasses. My understanding, and I haven't really looked into this, was that these are useful for artificial light. Yes. uh, Typically devices and Mm -hmm. not house lights. Right. So do you actually wear them around the house when you get home, or only if you're gonna? Yeah.
0: Oh, I wear them The as soon as I get home. I put them on and I wear them up until I go to bed. That's what they recommend.
2: Uh, I, okay, know, that is what they recommend.
0: Does, does huh. it make a difference? I don't know. I mean, it, it does make sense to some degree because, you know, you're watching TV. You get up, you do something else. You look at your phone for a while. You kind of bounce, you know. It's easier to not forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. So something different. I, you know, have the blue light glasses made. I've had them like a week now. I don't think the blue light glasses have really made a huge difference at the office. I do think these have made a big difference at home, though. Seriously, Mm -hmm. I do think I've been sleeping better. Now, do you have a sleep tracking app so that you can demonstrate this? No, I gave up Uh. on the sleep tracking app because it did not work.
3: Uh, It was frustrating because what
0: happened is I had like a week stretch where I slept aggressively bad and it kept saying like, oh, 95 percent sleep. And I'm like, this is bullshit. And I just. (laughs) stopped doing it so now i i don't even sleep with my apple watch on i just leave it on the charger overnight
1: Mm -mm.
0: and that way i know it's always charged right not worth it so something different i'm gonna try them for a couple more weeks if they're good i'll pick them on the show felix um you know they make glasses they're not prescription
2: i have perfect vision
0: not to brag Mm -hmm. yeah
2: now, see, the, the uh, if I recall correctly, the gunner glasses actually have a slight enhancing effect. Oh, like a magnifying effect?
0: Yeah. They mm. recommend that. I've read that for, like, uh, programmers or people who, like, aggressively look at screens. Um, <laughs> they do recommend... That's what the websites says. Uh, um, they recommend a slight magnification, even if you've got good vision. Interesting.
1: Huh. Couldn't you just, like, make your text bigger instead of...
2: But then you can't fit like as free. much text on the screen, Colby. It's and, all about if efficiency. If I'm this, go on our website correctly. That's <laughs> Let true. Let me tell you, this is all about optimizing performance. Listen, oh, we're all here on this earth, and our whole goal is performance optimization in all things at all times.
0: Well, that's why I got the glasses for work, because I was like, can I convince the company to change all the lighting in the entire building and get me a better monitor? Or I can just buy a pair of glasses. So I took the easy way out.
1: There you go.
2: Now, I like how they have uh, on Gunner's website, you know how you have SPF, the Mm -hmm. sun protection factor? They have BLPF, the blue light protection factor. That sounds made up. That sounds super (laughs) fake. Now, you can get a 35 for discrete protection without the amber tin. It goes all the way to 98. Max protection for those who are highly sensitive or working at night. That's
0: nothing. Well, they, um, the Wirecutter had a great article where they basically were like, people keep asking us to review these blue light glasses, and we won't because there's no scientific proof they actually work.
2: You yeah, know, that's what they always say.
0: Yeah, they said that on their bedsheets article as well, which was weird. About the glasses? No, I was making a crack about how bed sheets aren't scientifically proven, but uh, we'll get, just breeze right by that. So, um, so what else is going on with you guys? We we had no show last week. We're back this week. I went to well, Colorado. Colorado, uh, it that's was great.
2: It was really cool. Are you a cowboy now? Um, no, but they yeah. I, I don't know. I don't... That was one of those things. What did it feel like? It felt like... My impression from the people of Colorado was that cowboy hats and boots are to people from Colorado as, like, the Viking helmets are to people from Scandinavia, where it's like, yeah, like, it is part of our heritage, and, like, we are proud of it, but not in that way. That was the impression I got. Gotcha. Uh, But, yes, I need to go back. It was... Uh, beautiful, and I didn't get to do any of the cool outdoors things like whitewater rafting and hiking, camping, and all that stuff. So, I need to go back. It was good. But you saw some trains. I saw some trains. I talked to a a slew of World War II veterans and then got shown a case of radioactive material in what was a really bizarre Ooh. afternoon. Neat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, which after my pick from last week was extremely unnerving. And I was very uncomfortable. Uh,
1: Do you picture noble?
2: I did, didn't I?
1: Yeah, I, somebody did. I just did. don't remember. It was a while ago.
2: Yeah, one of you did. It was me. It was me. Too bad, Colby.
1: I was going to pick it today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, sucks. Great sucks. minds think alike.
1: <laughs> Clearly, the reason I watched it was... Because uh... Dan recommended it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you liked it? Yeah, I actually haven't watched the last episode, so no spoilers, please.
0: It doesn't go well for the people of Chernobyl. Spoiler alert: it's very radioactive. <laughs> you
1: know. Did you watch it, Sean?
2: No, I don't have HBO oh, okay. at the moment, so it's already hasn't gone well at this point. That's one of the interesting things about the show: is really the the disaster is only the first episode. You know, the problem
0: is entertainment moves at such a speed today that I've already forgotten about Chernobyl because there's already something else. <laughs> even on HBO, there's other stuff already. It's like, it's crazy how how quickly stuff disappears. Yeah. And even just today, I was like, oh man, I'm not really watching anything at the moment. I wonder what I could watch. And there's like so much out there, I don't know where to... I've got about eight years worth of recommendations piled up. <laughs> It's not Oof. good, guys. Not good. This gold you tell
1: like my TV is on the floor right now. Mm. Which t- technically it's functional, but it's Ooh. not the best viewing angle. It's very feng
0: shui, you know. You just you get you sit on the floor and you watch the TV on the floor.
1: It's it's good for your posture. Yes. You can do your like yoga poses uh While, <laughs> while also ingesting your HBO.
0: Well, that's uh, that's true, Colby. You're in a new place, which is very exciting. Uh, any any tech related interesting things happen?
1: Honestly, no. no. Uh, one thing that I no I didn't notice until we signed on is this the room setup right here is very like symmetrical. Mm-hmm. I feel like a real YouTuber. Like I accidentally <laughs> like. Were you okay, guys. <laughs> what we gotta do? Hey guys, Colby, just checking in here. Uh, checking in
2: with the fam, right?
1: right. No, yeah. what we now gotta do is no.
2: we need the we need the Colby apology video. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we should pre-record uh, that. We will need it eventually.
2: Just like you know? an obituary, have it in the
0: can, that way you can get it out right away.
1: It's like like that episode of Thirty Rock when they pre-record the the disaster uh, disaster <laughs> response. Yes. Yeah. To the people that the thing happened to.
0: Yes, that was a uh, enjoyed that. I,
1: I am deeply sorry in my my
0: <laughs> Yeah, what could you I possibly have everyone. done, Colby? What are the options here that we can pre-record? Oh like, I
1: would rather not. Not
0: I would like to apologize for letting that tiger out of its cage.
2: <laughs> I did not
0: realize what the ramifications of my actions would be.
1: Well, they have
2: the deep fake voice stuff. So we really just, need, <laughs> we could actually just take the corpus of don't panic content. <laughs> right.
3: And, and we can use
2: that to create a challenge uh, to create <laughs> an apology <laughs> video for Colby. Yep. Uh,
1: yep. I am sincerely sorry for letting if you have a script
2: away. that you would like us to program colby to read <laughs> with a neural network don't panic show
0: at gmail.com <laughs> i know some people have called me hashtag canceled but <laughs> i've never met those women well what would what, what the president to say one she's not my type two i've never met her so there you go uh
1: that's- Gross. what a time to be alive
0: <laughs> yes it was, isn't
1: it Without, um,
0: have you thought of any new uh smart home tech gadgets for the for the new place
1: uh yeah i've been thinking about i mean i haven't set up my old smart home tech gadgets because just haven't gotten there yet there mm-hmm. are enough lights that i didn't have to set up my lamps yet so i haven't um which is fine the let's see what else i've considered i've been considering whether i should it's worth getting like any sort of like home security system uh only because my apartment it has like a real fire escape that like goes down to the ground Yep. and there's like a door like to the fire escape so it just like I don't know. I just don't know. Uh,
0: well, if I can make a recommendation.
1: You can. Please do.
0: Um, if you want like a low budget way to try something out. I've pimped ways on the show before. I love their products. I think they're the cameras they make are fantastic. But they just came out with a sensor set Ooh. That's it's you pay 20 bucks and you get three contact sensors and a motion sensor. And the contact sensors are those where it's like a, on a door or a window and when it opens it alerts it sends a notification to your phone um and you stick them right on the only thing is you have to have a Waze camera because the sensor like thing that connects them plugs into the back of a camera right but um but the contact sensors work great the notifications are really quick um and they're very kind of small and indiscreet uh and it's 20 bucks and you get three of them in the motion sensor that's cool so um i was i've been happy with mine
1: I haven't gotten to, like, researching these things in depth at all. But one thing I would love is if it also had, like, like, programmatic access to it. Like, if I can do things with the the data. And I feel like what's going to happen is that I can either get, like, a usable home security thing or, like, have... Access to my data, but not both. Like, and all I want is both.
0: Nope, not a chance. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to just have like a bunch of Raspberry Pis strapped everywhere.
1: Well, that's that's the other thing. They announced a new Raspberry Pi model Ooh, today. Yeah. So yes, I was. I,
2: could, to bring that I up. could
1: drop a couple hundred bucks on a on a home security system or buy like six Raspberry Pis. <laughs> <So.
3: laughs>
1: what do you think? Um. I I I
0: think what's going to happen is you're going to lock yourself inside your house and not be able to escape once, you know, one little thing goes wrong.
1: Right. That's a real possibility, too. Um, Then I can just have, like, you guys will have to fly me food and stuff via drone through the window.
0: I'm not doing that. No, I'm showing up on your fire escape with a a, a fireman's axe, and I'm just going to break my way in.
1: (laughs) I'm coming for you, Colby! Yes, I like it. robots
0: let him go uh yeah (laughs) yeah
1: I, I, i wouldn't i wouldn't leave you to rot yeah unfortunately i'm still in the like not fun phase of unpacking where like there are things that i need that are still in boxes yep uh which is it's what it is but
0: that's probably more important yeah get that settled yeah Well, I know we've all been so busy. I hope we didn't forget how to talk about the week's tech news. We've got some great stories here in the rundown. A lot of interesting things have happened since uh, we last left off. I don't know where you guys want to start, but we've got, I think, a healthy mix of news and stories from around the country and around the globe.
2: But first. But first. uh, Am I weird and jumpy and low quality to you?
0: Nope. You're about as normal as you normally are.
2: Okay, my internet is terrible right now. Oh, well, probably getting, Skype's hogging all of it. I'm getting 900 kilobits down and 25% packet loss. Oh, no. But if it sounds good to you, I will not go restart the modem. Nope. Nope, I'm a satisfied
0: customer. All right. And frankly, we could use about 25% less Dan anyway. Okay. It's very intense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so carry on. Tech news.
0: Where are we starting? Tech news. You know the
2: drill.
1: <laughs> I like the the, the, uh, the Kickstarter thing.
2: Okay, and I'm going to add a story and talk about the Raspberry Pi. Okay. I'm
1: going to add a story. All
0: right, while you're doing that, let's talk about this story. Uh, it's quite a hoot. If you've ever been a Kickstarter, I'm sure you've seen some wild claims Not anymore. Kickstarter is asking its creators to stop claiming their projects are, quote, the world's best and instead use realistic language to describe their campaigns. Um, There are recommendations and rules that discourage creators from using superlatives. Um, When you actually go to type in the title of your Kickstarter, it will flag exaggerated names and suggest they be changed. It's an English language-only tool for now. Um, It doesn't mean creators have to follow them, but this is sort of a, a recommendation uh, Meg Heim, who leads their system integrity team, says, quote, we don't see this as a one-time quick fix or even a crackdown. The changes will help guide creators into setting expectations that'll help them and their campaign in the long run. Uh, they also recommend using language that speaks to <laughs> hopes and dreams rather than definitive statements, like it will, which could suggest a finished product.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I just think this is funny because I feel like as as I'm speaking day-to-day, day. these are often things I'm thinking about, like <laughs> not saying things that couldn't possibly be true. Um, I don't know. You
3: have <laughs> just, to try at that?
1: just seems like solid life advice.
0: Hey, have you met Colby? He's always talking about you know, <laughs> over-the-top flowery language.
1: Delusions of grandeur. I don't know. I don't I think th- I've ever bought anything They claim to be the world's best something on Kickstarter.
3: Yeah,
0: I think that's sort of what's more interesting to me is to me is like the hopes and dreams of a product rather than it will. Like, I think that's more of a consequential change than Mm. exaggerated headlines, because world's best or world's greatest doesn't mean anything when it's, hey, this restaurant has the world's best cup of coffee. Like, just that's a phrase that doesn't mean anything to anyone anyway.
1: Actually, Sean, I have a question for you. Earlier yeah. today I was talking with two of my coworkers who are both uh from other countries mm-hmm. and they were wondering like is there anything like is there any marketing that's like illegal here? Like <laughs> <laughs> what what can't you say?
0: I mean, that's a very broad question. Um, yeah. You know, I'll ignore things like, you know, alcohol and tobacco that have specific rules. But just in sure. general, you can say you're the world's best. There's there's no... It it only becomes an issue if it's a potentially provable claim. Like, if I say, I'm the best podcast host. Okay, they can't really prove you're... That's a difficult thing to prove. But if I say, I'm a better podcast host than Colby... That's where you get issues. And that's why it's always against brand X and never a direct comparison, because then you actually have to be able to prove it. Otherwise it's false advertising. Right. And you so can't it's, promise it's, specific features either. You know, so, that kind of so stuff. It's all
1: relative. Like,
0: well, that's why advertising uses those vague, big words of, you know, revolutionary and innovative and things that don't mean anything. Cause as soon as they say, you know, it'll, it'll do something specific. It actually has to do it. Nice. You'd be surprised what you can get away with.
1: Oh, I'm sure I would. <laughs> would or wouldn't. I'm not sure. Could yep. go either way.
0: Yep, that's why there's a lot of fine print.
1: <laughs> uh, but anyways.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Keep, keep a lookout for more mediocre stuff on Kickstarter, I guess. Hey, look, it's a pretty good cooler. All right. It's a perfectly fine book.
1: <laughs> this is a cooler
0: yeah yeah exactly this
1: is one <laughs> of may the great or may coolers. not keep your beverage it's cold
0: yes exactly i would love to just have like rewritten super vague
1: kickstarters we hope it'll keep ice cold <laughs> you take out all adjectives and adverbs yep <laughs> and then uh <laughs> see what you're left with
0: Kickstarter is funny be a like good that. good Chrome
1: extension, like in, in your in your web page.
3: It just took.
1: A... I like that.
0: I'm trying to think if I've ever backed a physical, like non-media thing on Kickstarter. I don't think I ever have. Maybe I'm wrong. Anything? Yeah, like like not a book or a movie or like cause that kind of stuff usually works out, but like an actual product. I,
1: I backed board games. Okay. Also the Pebble, but I don't know if that counts.
0: Well, that was um, a success. I mean, that was a real.
1: It was, but after the first time, like, was That's it true. really risky? No, you I were just pre. I mean, I at guess at I point. the third time I didn't get one, so. Um, yeah, I back. I did the board game. I got that. I feel like there's something else, too, but i don't I don't remember what it is.
0: I've, yeah, I've definitely bought stuff outside of Kick. I usually just go directly to their website and order it. I don't really do it on Kickstarter. Um, right. So I don't know. that's a good question. I was pulling up my uh, Kickstarter backed. Pro- oh that's right. I did the. <laughs> I did that wireless charging case for my iPod that started burning. I forgot about that that was awesome
1: <laughs> oh, it's on fire
0: i did i did the smart payment uh watch strap for pebble that got canceled before that ever was a yep. thing
1: canceled because pebble got canceled
0: yeah yeah i got those um i got those like socks with the rubber on the bottom that you were supposed to be able to walk around in but i actually got those do they work yeah they're pretty comfortable but i'm way too self-conscious to wear it outside the house because they look ridiculous
1: oh you're supposed to wear them outside
0: yeah the the idea is it's like you just put them on and wear them everywhere inside your house outside the house and they're not good on carpet they're really not because it's like a shredded plastic at the bottom and it has things that get caught but like on (laughs) pavement you'd be fine wood floors you'd be fine but it's like i'm not wearing it to the store i'd look like an idiot
1: um I can't decide if that's better or worse than like the toe shoes
0: Um, I would say better but both are pretty bad <laughs> I've always wanted to try the toe shoes there's something about them that is intriguing
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember a uh, friend of the show Tom Crescenzi from mm. college but he had like a webbed toe like one of his mm. toes was kind of webbed and he had the toe shoes but he couldn't really wear them because <laughs> because of his why would he not- get them I I don't know. That's
2: baffling. I like that. Good on him for trying.
1: Dan's Dan's muted.
2: Sorry, 70% of my Kickstarter orders have been physical things. 13 out of 18. Wow, that's pretty good.
1: (laughs) I didn't even consider that I could just go look at my Kickstarter orders. And
2: I think I've gotten all of them. I think I've gotten all of them. Definitely the dumbest thing well, I bought except was the, the one
0: I haven't hasn't gotten delivered yet. The the smart credit card was pretty dumb, but that was outside of Kickstarter. That was a waste.
1: Smart credit card.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the coin, the credit card that held all the other credit cards, but then they went out of business. Yeah, And then it didn't work and no store would accept it because it didn't look like a real credit card.
1: Yeah, that's no. That's no, a,
0: they really promised a lot and didn't deliver. Unfortunately, no. but speaking of things that you can, uh, speaking of of, I don't have a segue. Dan, tell us about the Raspberry Pi Four.
2: Okay, so yeah, this new. I don't know if you remember the old Raspberry Pi, but it this was, was like this little computer circuit board thing that you could that was so small you could fit it into your pocket, and. Uh, I was reading about the new release this morning and how it has four gigabytes of RAM and a pretty fast processor. It can do 4K video, uh, AC Wi-Fi, USB 3.0 ports. And I was like, wow, this thing is way better than the the one I have, which I think is a Raspberry 2. It might even be a Raspberry 1. Mm -hmm. And I was looking... To see what you could do with such a thing. And I came across all these people doing, uh, I forget what they called it, but basically cloud replacements. So, or like personal clouds, so you have like your own Google Docs and your own music streaming and video streaming and all of that stuff. Sure. So, I was wondering if you all had thought about doing things like that or had done things like that. Uh, Yeah. Um so I don't computer as good as you
0: two do, um, mm-hmm. admittedly. So it's a bit intimidating. I've definitely thought about doing like a like a media server um for, for the house. I keep uh MP4 copies of a lot of movies, including all my Blu-rays and DVDs, which I keep file versions of. Okay. <clears throat> Fly? No, OK, uh, you know, that, come on, that's not nice. Uh, no, you know what? I, no, no, to be honest, you know, the reason I did it um, was because I already bought them on Blu-ray and then I would like take the movies on planes and stuff. But like you mm-hmm. can't I'm not going to be the guy who brings the DV, portable DVD player on the plane. <laughs> I've seen that guy. It's sad. Uh. I had a guy once watched The Sopranos next to me on a flight and it was very violent. Um, <laughs> and it was HBO, a little too violent for a plane.
1: Is that the one with the horse head in the bed?
0: No, that's The Godfather.
1: Yeah, I can't keep going
0: That's okay. Um, but nonetheless, yes, very. it's HBO, you know? Hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, I think that would be a fun um, use to just put all the movies and music and stuff on that and just you can play it from anywhere. But other than that, I don't know. I'm not really that creative. I don't know what I would... I mean, I'd love if I had the tech knowledge. I would love to do, like, automated podcasting workflow through this thing. So I don't have to manually do it, but I wouldn't even know where to start on how to do that.
1: That would be fun. That would be fun to make. And or horrible to make. I don't know. Well,
0: that'd be a great product, right? You could sell that shit, you know? You, you you make the software, put on the Raspberry Pi, and you sell it, and you say, hey, look, you put audio in, and out comes podcast.
1: <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh. That's a good idea. The So I never considered doing a media server... Uh, I have, I don't know. I don't find myself to be a collector of media really. Mm. Um, I should see how much I have. The, the one thing I do do is I use BitTorrent, the BitTorrent sync thing. It's named something else now, Resilio sync or something, Mm -hmm. which is it like just syncs between all your computers and devices. Um, and then I have a copy of it that's backed up to using Arc from my from this computer that I'm on right now. Um, what I so what I have considered doing is putting that in a third non my apartment location. Sure. Uh, so if my apartment burned down, there's there's still a there's still a, a, a redundant copy of my backups. Um, and like, it's also, it's also useful because like, sometimes like, you know, the power goes out and this computer gets shut off and then it's like the one, you know, so then I have, if I want to look at something on my phone, I have to like open my laptop so it's on, so it can connect to it. Yep. So it'd be pretty useful to have like another, uh, peer. Yeah. But that's the closest I've ever gotten to a, a a media server.
0: This doesn't come with an operating system, right?
2: It does,
1: what do I think? think. Yeah, but it's Linux.
2: Ugh. But Linux? It has a GUI. Ooh, I mean, that sounds sticky. Lots, there, <laughs> and there <laughs> are lots of easy-to-install apps, kind of like a Synology. Like, I think it's... By default, it's pretty easy to, like, get all of the really popular stuff going with it.
0: Dan, what I need to know is can I put Windows on it? Uh, no, you can't. I'm not interested. Window, Windows are I, bust, well, man.
2: Actually, I take that
0: back. I mean, Windows has, I can't. Windows Im- still have ARM? Um, they're working, there will be more ARM in the future. I don't know what they have now. I know that they're aggressively working on it.
2: Well, when that is done, you might be able to do it, but because why would you use anything else?
0: (laughs) Windows is perfect. Always has been, always will be. (laughs) But I'm saying, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Can't argue with that. Um, I did look. I have 200 gigabytes worth of movies and TV shows. But I'm a wow! I'm a file hoarder.
1: That's a lot of gigabytes, Sean. It's Sometimes too many. I, Yeah, that's a lot.
0: I, I I absolutely admit, but there's a reason why I have like a terabyte in my Dropbox, because well, I I'm, never delete anything.
1: Yeah. Also, you're you're a content creator, Sean. Like, oh, oh that's would right. you,
0: would you like to know how much? I can tell you how many files we've done on this show very yes. easily. Uh. I'm, if you count all the podcasting files we've ever created on all the shows, it's about 440 gigabytes.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, Is that that's it's that's a lot. the raw,
0: that's the waves? No, 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 no. These are just in finished files. <sighs> I, can, I can tell you, just in the final MP3s and MP4s of this show, just like one of each per episode, 174 gigabytes. Whew. Yeah, wow. yeah. My 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 drives are starting are filling up. We got <laughs> we we've done too much, guys.
2: <laughs> so, anyways, the the, the conclusion of, of my story here is, I am feeling pretty jazzed about trying some of that stuff out. So, Colby, I will be talking to you about whatever the hell that thing was called. What was it called again? BitTorrent Sync. Yeah, but it's was now
1: called. Sink? Resilio, yeah. Resilio, that's such a redonkulous name. It is.
2: Um, and there's this other really cool thing called Pi Hole, uh, which is. Have you ever used like Open DNS for doing DNS level ad blocking? No, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because it works on your Apple TV, like, or your YouTube app on your phone because it's blocking mm-hmm. it at the network level. And
1: so, so- do you do you set up the pi as your dns server and make your router point to that exactly 3C uh so
2: i was like okay now i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about this now
1: cool so the thing i want to do and this is the thing i've wanted to do for years and years and years it's like i want to get a raspberry pi or something and like an e a big e ink screen mm. and make it tell me things yeah that would be nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the E-ink aesthetic.
2: Now, have the prices on those gone down at all yet? That's just what I googled.
1: <laughs> I was looking today and one of the Raspberry Pi affiliated like manufacturers of things seems to have one that's like 4 a 4-inch four diagonal. Mm-hmm. That was like reasonably priced. Um I would mm, I would consider buying a large one possibly after I experimented th- with this on my own time, but I would consider buying a, a larger one if I could. But like the companies that sell the larger ones are like very explicit about them only being for, for business. Like there are big disclaimers on the page. Like you can't buy this if you're a consumer. So you're I think a I business. To, yeah. I have to come up with a shell corporation and, mm. um, but you know, maybe it'll be a whole project.
2: Well, we haven't incorporated Don't Panic yet, have we? I mean, I, we got
0: big tax ramifications for that, Dan, with the $4 we make an Amazon referral. <laughs>
2: we'll have to route that through the Cayman Islands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, that would be a good podcast. Come with us. Let's explore tax loopholes as we incorporate our podcast. Yeah. It ends with us getting arrested for securities fraud. <laughs> Listen, that, that's the makings of a great podcast, well, guys, right there. This that is the final cereal. episode.
0: Hey guys, we're sorry we crashed the entire stock market. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> uh, very cool. Um, any other stories in here uh, grabbing your attention? Couple, couple big ones. Uh, uh, YouTube and kids. We've got the the Libra currency from Facebook. We've got. Uh, Oh, we have to
2: talk about Facebook.
1: Yeah. Mm, we do. The good, the good news is my Bitcoins have gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's what is. it is. It's all a scam.
1: I see how it is. <laughs> right. right. It is purely a publicity stunt on behalf of all the Bitcoin holding Facebook employees <laughs> to lend some credence to their. Silly cryptocurrency.
2: That's a good conspiracy theory.
1: <laughs> it's actually a really good conspiracy I'm just waiting
0: for someone to be like, did you know Facebook owns more Bitcoin than anyone else? You're <laughs> like,
1: oh, okay. Stars above. That's right. So,
0: so I'm going to try my absolute damnedest to explain what Libra is. I'm not confident I can do a great job, but it's not going to stop me from trying. Fair okay. enough? Okay, because yeah. I don't totally. Fortunately, Sean,
2: it. I don't understand what it is. Oh, so okay. So I'm not alone. You can say whatever you want. Oh, it sucks. I guess it's both good and bad. No, that's a little much. Um,
0: okay, so Facebook announced Libra, um, and the Libra um, is it a? Do they call it a foundation? I forget what the exact name of that is, but. Uh, here's what you need to know. It's going to launch in the first half of 2020. It's backed by assets in the... It's, it's a cryptocurrency backed by assets in the Libra Reserve, which is low volatility assets, including bank deposits, government securities, and stable and reputable currencies. Um, it's kind of a mix between a directly pegged stablecoin and a Bitcoin. So it's it's less volatile than a Bitcoin because it is actually tied to something. It's just that that something isn't like one specific currency. It's just kind of a mix of money that Facebook and their partners control. Okay. Um, It means that the Libra holds more stable values as one currency or asset cannot drive it up or down. There's no fixed supply of Libra. It's actually based on the number of users. Libra are created when you cash in and destroyed when you cash out. Wait, what does that mean? That means that it's not like they're making a million Libra, right? Okay. There's as much of it as there needs to be.
2: Where that is defined as, needs to be, is defined as the number of users that there are. No. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yes. But then what does does it mean to cash out? Like, if you no longer have any money, then...
0: So they haven't explained how exactly you will be getting in and out of it. I believe the idea will be you'll cash real money for Libra. Um, Would be my guess. They didn't. I see. Really get into that.
2: Um, I didn't realize that part. That's that's interesting. So you have to buy into it. You can't just get Libra. I believe that's true. Interesting. Well, that it would be a good marketing stunt if they gave it away. In the beginning, sign up now, get get one Libra. I mean, it's only worth something if you say it's worth something.
0: It's being run by the Libra Association, which has 28 partners, including Facebook, Mastercard, Visa, eBay, PayPal, Uber, Lyft, etc. But they're looking to get up to 100 members before launch. Um, There's just yeah.
2: Do you know like what did Lyft get out of doing that?
0: So members get Libra investment tokens. Money from the sales will be uh, from the sale of Libra will be placed in low risk assets with revenue supporting operating expenses, and after that, dividends. So they'll make money on the deal theoretically.
2: Um, but probably only under certain circumstances. Like, what are the conditions under which they make money? If no one uses Libra, do they still make money? No, they
0: only make money when revenue uh, outpaces operating expenses. So when they actually make a profit, then it goes back to people with these investment tokens that investment are owned by the members. Tokens.
1: I want an investment token.
2: I feel like that's the, my whole life. I've been working towards an investment token. <laughs>
0: Um, Now, the Libra blockchain will run 1,000 transactions per second compared to Bitcoin, which only runs seven, so um, it'll be pretty powerful. Uh, In terms of privacy, there's no anonymity. Anyone who signs up must share a government ID and other personal information, Um, but you do not need a Facebook account to use it. Um, Facebook promises to not source account info or data without consumer consent, and it will not share data, data with third parties except for legal compliance. Um and no sharing of info for ad targeting without permission. Um,
2: Promises.
0: Well, that, that's what they've said. That yeah, can always change.
2: <laughs> but it is possible. Yes, correct. In other words, Facebook is going is going to ask you to share your your data. Well, and you know what? If I was Facebook, you know what I would do in this case? Just be like, hey, like if you share your data, then like guess what? Now you have a Libra credit card, and every Libra that you spend, we give you point one oh oh one Libra back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right, Dan. That's where Facebook. So Facebook is helping to launch the currency Libra with the partners, but they have a separate business called Colibra, which is Facebook's way of making money on Libra. They plan to add things like credit lines, investing options, other businesses built on Libra. Um, And that's the second part. So they're starting with just the currency and then their goal over time is to add these additionals. They have said at launch the digital wallet for Libra will be inside Messenger and WhatsApp um, and also separate Android and iOS apps. Um, The benefits of this service, money transfers are very fast uh, because they're crypto. It doesn't take as long as a money transfer, especially in Mm -hmm. developing worlds. Um, Fees are a lot less uh, than they would be in micro payments make more sense without the credit card fees that you would get in that. Um, the issue is merchant acceptance. How do you get people to actually accept Libra in exchange for goods and services? Of course, um, and of course the regulatory compliance and trust piece, which is obviously a big deal with Facebook.
2: So, yeah. do they say how they're gonna like cause a thousand transactions per minute per second? Per second is way better than seven. Yes, but. Probably my estimate is not good enough for a lot of people to use it still. I, I don't know, like, how many credit card transactions are there per second? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I don't so know the like, answer, but I hear what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm curious, like, if it does become popular, and we should probably talk about that next, I'm curious how they would solve that problem.
0: How they scale up, Sure.
2: But, okay, so here's a question. Do you think, do you think, uh, I guess, is there a timeline on when you'll someone would be able to buy into this? Uh, they're saying first half of 2020. So do you think in Q1 2021, uh, this is going to be like a thing that people that people talk about? Will, will it be as popular as Bitcoin one year in? Or, uh, let's, let's put it this way. Will it be as popular as Bitcoin in 2013? I don't, I, but see, to me, comparing it to Bitcoin,
0: I think is unrealistic, because in, in what way? Because this is so much more consumer facing. Like, uh-huh. like my mom would have no idea how to buy a book. I don't know how to buy a Bitcoin, and I study technology. I have no idea how to do it. It all seems very confusing and complicated to me. What's interesting to me about Libra is the consumer angle. When I looked at this group of partners, what stood out to me was not Facebook or Lyft or anything. It was MasterCard and Visa and PayPal and Stripe. To me, that's much more interesting because the thing Bitcoin has never been able to do is translate itself into the real world. I can't go to Starbucks and pay in Bitcoin. If this ever gets to the point where they can actually convince real businesses to accept this in exchange for goods and services, that's the difference. If they can get that, I do think this could theoretically take off. If they can only make this so people just use it to send money to each other in Facebook and stuff, to me, Venmo does that, and that's real money, you know? And I don't get paid the fees. Venmo gets, you know, they get hit with fees. So Mm -hmm. to, to me, that's the only way this works.
2: But it does take a while for Venmo to give you money from Venmo,
0: well, the actual I, money. I will say, to me, this is more of a developing world type of product, and I bet you it'll take off there a lot faster than it will here, because you read some of the stories of how money is transferred in Africa and in some of these countries, and it's, they'll literally like write out a 18-digit code and hand it to somebody, and that corresponds to digital money. I mean, it's all very crazy. To me, yeah. it makes a lot it's more sense all there. SMS based,
2: which right, is exactly. Very insecure.
0: But this is this is trackable. It's secure. It's fast. It. I think there you'll see more uptick in a country like the U.S. I just don't know why anyone would get excited about this. Transactions seem pretty fast now, and consumers don't really notice credit card fees. It only makes sense if someone says your transaction is now three percent cheaper because we don't pay the three percent on the credit card fee.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know.
2: Yeah, so I, I do know that, like, I don't know this, but I know secondhand that all the big investment banks have, like, huge cryptocurrency uh, operations yeah. in research. So I think they think it's going somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll be curious to see where this goes. I'm not opposed to it. It doesn't seem any more evil than anything else what would really get me excited and I don't know how this would work, but if I could have, if I could like let's see. I want like the Apple Pay style protections with this. So I want to be, I I do want anonymity uh, to the payment, I don't know, the merchant. Sure. Like I want to be able to use Libra and have the merchant have no idea who I am. If Libra is something that Anyone who's you're giving money to knows exactly who you are, uh, then I, I don't think I would really use it. Unless maybe I would just use it to people I know. But then it's just like nerdy Venmo. Right. That's fair.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see. I think it's interesting. I mean, what does Facebook have going for it? They've got to be up to, what, 3 billion daily active users now? I mean you know, don't don't count them out there. I wonder I wonder what it actually is. I think two billion was the last number I heard. I mean it's it's it really is an insane amount, and so if you can push a product in front of that many eyeballs, you'll get some use. So yep. just the question is, can they leverage it? I don't know. it's interesting, and there's a lot still to learn. you know, this is still kind of vague, like I said, they're going to be adding a lot more partners. they're going to be tweaking and explaining how it works. I'm curious how they sell it. Because I think when a lot of people hear cryptocurrency, they're very hesitant. So I'm curious yeah, they, what they, they sell it as.
2: Illegal drugs and stuff.
0: It sounds insecure. It sounds confusing. It's why do I need this in my life? So it'll be an interesting consumer challenge.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: Well, keep I don't know. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Um, any other stories you want to get to or shall we move on to picks? I'm
2: P I C K S. Picks good. picks picks. I'm picks. good unless Colby wants to talk about his TV.
1: My TV, yeah, it has viruses probably. Uh, my TV has lost. My TV lost its internet privileges like three years ago. Yep. So I'm I'm not really worried about it. Um, but TVs
2: can get viruses.
0: Yeah, that's what we learned uh, last week. Samsung advised owners of its latest TVs to run regular virus scans on Twitter. A how-to video posted on the Samsung Support ah. USA Twitter account uh, demonstrated more than a dozen remote control button presses required to access the sub-menu needed to activate the check. This The tweet read, quote, Scanning your computer for malware viruses is important to keep it running smoothly. This is also true of your QLED TV if it's connected to Wi-Fi. Prevent malicious software attacks on your TV by scanning for viruses on your TV every few weeks. Here's how.
1: They That's then deleted crazy. the tweet. That's dark.
2: They deleted it. That's funny. I, well, first of all, why doesn't it just automatically do it then? Great question. And how did this happen? Like, who is this Android TV? Like,
0: no. So Samsung's uh, recent smart TVs run a version of its proprietary operating system Tizen and come preloaded with McAfee Security Ooh. for TV, which is a product <laughs> antivirus software.
2: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh.
0: One security advisor had described the tweet as being "quote pointless advice that would be a quote waste of time to follow."
2: Okay. <laughs> McAfee security. Yeah, McAfee TV. security for TV. What is McAfee security for TV?
1: <laughs> that's that's a question. Well, I if think, my internet
2: that uh, I'll tell you.
1: I think my TV maybe pre-ties in on TVs.
2: Uh yeah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Though I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that.
2: This website's taking a long time to load on on my dial-up <laughs> connection here. It's very bizarre. Your video's great.
0: This I'm is, not even going to try really to explain. This is really weird.
2: Maybe that's a testament to Skype. Oh, now I got a loading spinner on this website.
1: Maybe it's the your uploads great, but your downloads are.
2: Yeah, maybe. And weird. and it's like, this is a, like an eight second time to paint, but then the time to paint is just another loading screen. Oh, Sean, do you want to look up what is McAfee for TV? For you, Dan, the
0: oh, world. Oh, loaded. Okay. Oh, all McAfee right, never mind. McAfee
2: security for TV scans the apps that run on your smart TV for viruses. Uh, smart TVs can run apps. While well, apps greatly improve your experience, it's possible that some apps may be infected by viruses. Uh, on what TVs does security for TV work? Samsung smart TVs. Do you need to install it? No. And it says nothing else about it. How
0: do I install no. it from the Samsung App Store? That's sad. They ruined TVs, man. What happened? Remember when you would turn it on and the show would be on? I remember a TV was a TV? Back in, you, is, you, remember remember when we had on, just, off. just had three channels. Black and white. We didn't need color. Good old times.
1: All right. Did you... Did you guys have the WB when you were growing up? Was that a channel everybody had before yeah, it sure. became? Is that the one that became the CW? No, no well, it was it, UPN became the CW. They
0: merged, actually. C, oh. uh, CW or uh, WB and UPN combined to create the CW. Uh,
1: oh, that makes so uh, that makes sense. I like yep. it.
0: Yep. Yeah, couldn't couldn't support that. Marco wasn't there unfortunately um guys let's move on to picks it's the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to talk about and we've got some good stuff this week i know that because the spreadsheet's kind of half empty but i blame myself um i'm gonna go first here or are you guys picking books
3: oops oh
0: uh, should okay? i no it's fine but i now i'm thinking should i pick a book you should do what you want okay i'm not gonna pick a book i'm gonna pick a youtube <laughs> series have you guys um, have you guys seen I... hot ones Yes. No, what is that? Oh, all right. Big fan. Uh, A podcast I was listening to heavily recommended it. I went and checked it out. It's called Hot Ones. It's a YouTube series. It's hosted by this guy, Sean Evans. uh, And the sort of gimmick of it is he has on a celebrity guest each week, and they have to eat 10 increasingly hotter chicken wings. And they have 10 hot sauces, and they get progressively hotter until they're very hot. Now, I know what you're thinking. That just sounds like a cheesy gimmick. It's not for two reasons. One, Sean Evans may be one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. Does very in-depth research, asks questions. These celebrities never get asked about their lives, about their projects. He's great. And there's an interesting thing that goes on when these celebrities eat these hot wings that they kind of just speak what's on their mind and they're sort of (laughs) focused on the pain of it. And so you get very real reactions and real answers from them. Um, And it's different every time because each celebrity is different. So it's not, it's good to kind of, you can go there's like a hundred of them it's been on for years on youtube um and so you can go back and look at different celebrities and they have athletes and rappers and movie stars and all sorts of different people comedians it's a great show and each episode's about 20 minutes so there's something to really watch so hot ones on youtube i recommend it fun, fun way to kill time um all righty. dan yes what do you have
2: I read a book, I guess I probably finished it a couple months ago. I may have mentioned it and that I was unsure about it, but now I am sure about it. It's a book called The Raven Tower. And the, so two things about this book. One, it's a one and done deal. A story wraps itself up. Nice. Um, And two, well, three things. It it involves, uh, it's told from the second person perspective. First person is I, second person is you, and third person is, like, Sean. Uh, So, and it's told from the perspective of a, uh, basically, a god who is an inanimate rock and refers to all the things going on around him. Uh, And it's a little slow to start, but it ends up in this kind of, like, mystery that gets solved in terms of, like, where... Like, what happened to The Rock, and where is The Rock now, and uh, what what has it been doing all these thousands of years, and to what end um, in a really satisfying way. So, uh, check out The Raven Tower for a nice, nice one-and-done book.
1: All right. I, mean, I haven't read a one-and-done book in, uh, I don't know how long. <laughs> they They're don't rare. really do
2: those anymore no
1: one seems to really do that.
2: Well, it's, it's tough. Cause you're like, Oh, why would I read this? If I could read something that has like three sequels, but then, then you, you get paralysis about which book you're going to start next. So I don't know. Just read this one. That's my advice.
1: Yeah. Cool. Check it out. Uh, yeah. So mine, my pick is a book. Uh, I think the caveat is I have not finished it yet. So I don't know if really, I don't know if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a series, it's not a one-and-done, so get ready. Um, it's the three-body problem, so I feel like this is a relatively popular, like, award-winning science fiction book. It's It's like a Chinese, it was written in Chinese originally, and it has been translated to English. Um, So, it was a little tough to get started. Start, it, i guess it i guess you could say it started a little slow maybe like it wasn't clear there was a, a little bit of setup at the beginning um and the the writing style is a little like odd i assume because it's a translation from chinese but there are helpful like it's great on kindle cuz there are helpful footnotes about like this word has this like different connotation in, in China and in, like this is what this would mean and you can like click into it and it doesn't like take you to the back of the book it just like pops up a little thing that you can click out of um, but I don't I don't know I just like the premise so far I like the uh, the question it's asking at the beginning if that makes sense so I don't know. If you're into that sort of thing, check it out. If you don't want a one and done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I believe I have to Google it here, but I think they just announced, yeah, they're turning it into a TV series.
1: Oh, boy. well, I have to finish it soon. So um, I And
0: know. who is it? Let me see who it's being produced by. Uh, A Chinese production company. So you may never see it. ha. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, is it Netflix or somebody? And it's like,
3: hmm. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, hey, we'll have links to that and to uh, a bunch of other cool stuff on the website, all of our picks, as well as all of our shows. You can check it out at don'tpanic.io. Um, that'll be fun. You can all subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Uh, check us out, Don't Panic, on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Overcast and all the good places were there. Uh, and you can also, of course, email us, don't panic at gmail.com or follow us at don't panic show on Twitter. Uh, let's see, anything else we want to plug, guys?
2: I'm plugged out.
0: Any big projects you're working on? No, nothing.
1: I'm plug free.
0: Plug free. I'll plug. We have, this is going to be a treat for everyone. I'm going to let the, the secret out here, okay? Matt is unavailable. Getting married. Well, he um. is. Partly why he's unavailable for the entire month of July. Like, literally the entire month. He's out of the country, he's getting married, he's got stuff going on. So I know what you're thinking. Sean, that's tragic. We have no up for debates for the month. You're wrong. We pre-taped the entire month of July! So we have all new episodes. It's We call it Rapid Fire July. They're all, like, 20- to 30-minute episodes. A new one each and every week for the entire month of July. It's going to be a blast. And I will tease... I won't give away all the plots of the episodes, but I will say we have we, we, plots. We, we have uh, a James Bond trivia episode. We did. We quizzed each other, mm. including one of my favorite games we've ever played, which is Bond girl, real or fake. And I had a list of about 35 of them to see how many Matt could identify. And it's a lot. I, we were both wrong on some of them. So that was fun. We also do a whole episode on golf. And we learn a new word, the original name of mini golf. Do you guys know what it was? The first time it was ever like written in a newspaper they could ever track.
2: Ooh, god, god, golf.
0: No, it was it was called golfstickle,
2: oh, Which is a way better name. Like such a good name. Golfstickle versus mini golf? You know what they call fanny packs in the UK? Oh, I'm dying to hear this. What? Bum bags.
0: Oh god. <laughs> I you know, I just love stuff like that. <laughs> gotta bring that back. So it's gonna be great. Up for debate.tv or subscribe wherever you get podcasts for our big July event. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. Excellent. Well, that wraps us up here. We'll be back next time for more tech news and general entertainment stuff. Uh, On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. As always, we appreciate it. We'll see you next time for yet another Don't Panic.